0: Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast-creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. All right, today's episode features Kimberly Thayton, who is a mother of four. Today, she will be speaking a little bit about each of her births, but really highlighting the birth of her fourth child. Even though her daughter's birth was extremely fast, less than two hours, and an unplanned, unassisted birth, Kimberly still describes it as the most peaceful, empowering experience of her life to date. So hello, Kimberly, and welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course,
0: of course. We are so excited to hear about this uh, fast birth of yours. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know what you want to know. All right. (laughs)
0: Well,
1: Kim, can you start by telling a little bit about yourself and your family? Mm -hmm. Um, So I am 37, about to be 38 next month. Um, and like you said, mother of four, um, uh, my oldest is 10 going on a, ele- he'll be 11 next month as well. And then they go all the way down to age two, which is, um, my baby girl. I have three boys and one girl. So now that we have our girl, we're stopping. That's, that's <laughs> it. Um, and, uh, my husband and I have been together for about 16 years. Um, oh, wow. yeah. So, um, I'm a homeschooling mom also. So. That's where most of my energies are going these days. Um, but I also recently trained as a doula um, back at the end of 2016. So I'm wrapping up all of my certification requirements for that right now.
0: Awesome. Welcome to the club of doulas. That's right.
1: <laughs> it's an awesome club. I'm loving it so far. Good.
0: That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about each of her pregnancies? Like, How was that for you? How'd that go? Yeah. What'd that look I, like?
1: I love being pregnant. Um, thankfully, I never had any more than maybe some nausea to worry about. Um, never any complications. Everything went really well. Um, like I said, I, I might have had morning sickness and nausea happening. For, usually it was around for the first trimester. Um, and that happened pretty much every time. But that was, you know, that's really small for me. It wasn't as bad as me not being able to keep food down or anything like that. So I I had really, really um, pretty easy, you know, healthy pregnancies. Mm
0: -hmm. And with that, though, like, how was it, you know, I'm now a mom of two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pregnancy was was easy for the first part. But that last we're like, how did you manage pregnancy with your other kids? How did you include them? in the process of adding another member to your family.
1: Right. Um, I started talking to, I remember (laughs) um, looking up birth videos on on YouTube, um, kind of screening them myself first and then deciding which ones I should sit down with my my then toddler um, and then watch with him. my oldest, I remember doing that, sitting down and, and just looking at gentle birth videos, looking at home birth, water birth. I was hoping to have a water birth my second time around. I didn't didn't get to get in the water because the birth center's tub was messed up, so. I remember talking specifically with my first a lot, trying to sort of gauge what he understood at that point because he was about two and a half um, when we were coming up on my second son's birth. Um, and I kind of repeated that process and just sort of talked in simple terms. <clears throat> With each one, excuse me, about what they could expect. You know, mommy might be making some noises. You know, um, I planned to have all of them around. I didn't didn't send them anywhere when the when labor started each time. So they were they were always there. They weren't always interested enough to be right there in the room <laughs> paying attention the whole time. But um, I remember my third son being born. He w- I was laboring and ended up birthing him in my master bedroom. And his two older brothers would just go back and forth between hanging out downstairs watching cartoons with granddaddy and then coming back upstairs to check on me and see how i was doing so they were all they they didn't really freak out about it um they just kind of like okay mama when i was telling them what was going to happen what was coming out and you know they uh, they knew how they knew the process i explained in really simple terms how the baby was going to come out um so they weren't freaked out about anything, but they were really excited when once the babies were born and they actually got to see that. So that was pretty cool. And that's cool. I just yeah. think about them as like future fathers and partners and mm-hmm. that they've already had that experience and it's normalized for them. Right. Yep. Yeah, the, other, the other thing was now I get to talk to basically three of them about four births, um, you know, that have happened in our family, three of them in this house and it's just not, like, they don't even shrug when I, I mention how it's strange to other people that they were all born at home. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, right. It's normal, normal to them. them. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> like, why did you mention that? Like Right. Like, okay, we know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I did a home birth with my second, and everybody was like, and my daughter's two and a half, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, she wasn't freaking out or anything? I'm like, no, because... Right, it's normal. It was all like she was a part of everything. Mm-hmm. That's what it to her. This is how this you is have it. exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any idea of a of a hospital or how a hospital would connect to having a baby because you're not sick.
0: So exactly, you know, the exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So how did you prepare for each birch? Was birth was this something you were thinking about throughout the pregnancy um, in terms of how you end up laboring at home and delivering? Mm-hmm. I took my husband and I took a Bradley childbirth class with our first son. If I recall correctly, twelve weeks worth of classes, um, and so we felt really, really prepared <laughs> after that um, in terms of all of the the knowledge about just pregnancy, what's happening to your body at each stage, and then going into to um, labor. They actually really break down. Um, the stages of birth and what's happening to your body at each point and what the baby's doing at each point so we felt at least in our heads <laughs> like we were pretty comfortable um going into it and my first birth did go pretty pretty normally um it was this long so, that's but <laughs> all but that was that was 17 and a half hours the first one um and so it was really very much an endurance race you know um and just getting to the point in the end where I was pretty exhausted and had to sort of call on some strength from some other place <laughs> <laughs> to get him out. Oh, yes. But um, the, the subsequent pregnancies, um, I know with, with the second one, I decided to, I really appreciated and still valued and held on to a lot of what I learned from my Bradley teacher. But I decided to try um, hypnobabies the second time around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I really like that. I didn't, I was still working outside the home at that point, And so I hadn't figured out how to prioritize <laughs> everything properly. And so I only got through, I think I probably got through three of the five modules um, mm-hmm. for the home study program. But even that, I mean, even if I had just done the first one, it would have been valuable. Even getting through only three out of five, it really helped me to sort of, I, I never really had fear of birth, which is yeah. a great place to start. But, um, It helped me get to a place of even more peace about it and um, just sort of trusting the process, even more trusting my body, even more trusting that my baby's going to work together with my body um, and just in a, a place of real comfort and empowerment going into it with all of the scripts that I was listening to. I was listening to things as I would fall asleep at night, you know, and I'm, I'm several times I woke up hours later and it was still playing in my ear. So <laughs> I'm sure consciously and subconsciously, you know, that that really helped a lot. So um, even though I didn't get through all of them, I remember. Really calling on those um, some of those affirmations, um, listening to uh, one of the scripts for birth from Hypno Babies while I was in labor, and just sort of using the breathing techniques and everything for most of that labor. That my second labor was about three and a half hours, and I was using the Hypno Babies tools for most of that, and then it got to transition, and then I kind of just had to <laughs> just go with the flow at that point. <laughs> so right. it kind of it wasn't really Hypno Babies or Bradley at that point. It was just kind of you know. Me trying to dig deep and and um and get through that transition. It that was really fast, and even that birth was almost unassisted because my midwife. Um, I called her as soon as I went into labor, but she was finishing up at another birth, um, and then got on the highway to get to me. But I think she got here maybe ten minutes before he was born, so most of the process, you know, happened happened without her being here. But everything worked out fine. We the only issue was the. We had paid for a tub, rented a tub, birth pool. We were getting to the point where we weren't quite 40 weeks. I think he was born around 38 and a half, if I remember correctly. Um, and so my husband was thinking he had some time to set it up and put all <laughs> you know, the stuff in it, do whatever he's supposed to do, the pH powders or whatever he was supposed to do. And I remember going to bed on a Sunday night and saying, babe, I'm not saying the baby's coming tomorrow, but you, to get, you know you need to get this together pretty soon because we don't be in labor and you you know have to start doing it. And so lo and behold, it was must have been seven something the very next morning that I woke up to contract. Wow. Yeah. Had, had to reach over and tap him and say, okay, you, you need to get up and do it now. <laughs> right. Tomorrow <laughs> is today. He did. But by the time we <laughs> together and um, he was like, okay, I think I've done everything. And he looked at the manual to make sure he didn't miss anything. And it said, oh man, it says you can't get in the pool until four hours after I put these powders in. So I was like, oh, babe, we don't have, we don't have hours. <laughs> I was on the toilet. I think um, I was on the toilet in transition at mm-hmm. that point, And I said, you need to fill up the garden tub right now. Just, yeah. <laughs> just fill it up. Cause I, need, I knew I needed some water. Yeah. Uh, pretty intense at that point. I couldn't, I don't think I could have done that on land, but I was like, you know, I'm only five feet tall. Just, just fill up the tub <laughs> and we'll get <laughs> it there. So that's what we did. We got in the garden tub in our master bathroom. And um, he got in with me, just sort of used the um, some hand towels to just put some the hot water on my back and sort yeah. of get that comfort going. Um, I remember just rocking back and forth with him for probably about ten minutes of a sort of a plateau before um, I started involuntarily pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my midwife ran in, I heard her run in the door downstairs, she went in the bathroom to wash her hands, and then she ran up the steps, and she was about to try to listen with the Doppler to see if she could get a heart rate, but I was like, oh, no, we don't have time for that, He's, he started crying. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of leaned back and pushed him out, and my husband caught him and put him up on my chest, and that was that. <laughs> my two-year-old was was right there at that point, so that part was pretty cool
0: it's wonderful to hear just how in tune you were with your body. Mm -hmm. Like you just knowing and letting everyone else know, like, no, this is what's happening. Nope. This is happening. This is what we need to do because you were just so connected with what your body and your baby was doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And I I think that was, I'm, I'm that type of person in life in general, I think. Um, but just being, um, all the ed- education that I got from Bradley and from my own just researching, um, mm-hmm. talking to different people, reading different books, those types of things, um, it just made me feel really confident. And and I switched out of um, OB care with my first, um, probably about 20 weeks in, because I just didn't feel seen or heard by Ooh. that doctor. Um, and I found, out, I found out, thank God, about that time that there was that um, my insurance at the time, Kaiser, actually covered uh, birth center birth at a, at a birth center near me. And so that's what made me look into that and do the switch. And I just found midwifery care so much different. I mean, just night yeah. and day in terms of, you know, just the starting from the premise of this is your body, this is your birth, this is your baby. I'm here mm-hmm. to help you, but mm-hmm. I'm not here to take this over or tell you how you have to do something based on, you know, my expertise. So just I I leaned right into the midwifery model of care and, you know, everything that that comes with that in terms of empowering moms to know and believe what your body can do. You know, if you can if you can sit here and and house this baby and build this baby all of these months, then you can push this baby out. You know, that's the simple part. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. So with that, can you then describe your fourth baby? Your fourth baby's birth. (laughs) Birth. Yeah.
1: So I think that was the culmination when I actually, I just, when I think about it just now um, about how all the other births went and um, this one ended up being uh, a little different. She has to do everything different. It's like, because she's, she's the girl, so she can't do anything like her, her brothers did. So she came a little faster than everybody else, but she, um, She came in the middle of the night. Everybody else had been, all the other boys had been born on Monday mornings. Um, But she decided she was going to come about uh, 3.45-ish AM. So I remember um, going to bed that night. It was actually a Monday night. So she was like, I'm going to hold out so this doesn't happen on on Monday. (laughs) I'm going to wait till Monday night because the boys are born on Monday. Um, And I was awakened by my then two and a half year old Um, who got up and needed help going back to sleep. So I got up and went to his room and laid down with him. And about 10 minutes later, I was getting ready to get up. He had fallen asleep again. And so I was getting ready to go back to my room. And I felt this gush of liquid in the bed. Um, And that was weird for me because all of my other births, my water broke way late in the, in the labor. So Mm -hmm. I was never one of the, I was like, yeah, I'm not the Hollywood, (laughs) Hollywood birth type that the water goes gushing (laughs) and that's how, you know, everything's getting started, but that actually happened. And it wasn't just a little bit, it was, it was a puddle. So (laughs) I got up and went to the bathroom, grabbed my phone, called my midwife, um, and told her what, what had just happened. Um, there weren't any contractions just yet. So, um, you know, I guess in, in, in anybody else's situation we wouldn't be a hundred percent sure that we were gonna get started, but I knew it was coming. Um and so I had a um amniotic fluid tester strippy thingy in my um my birth kit. And so mm-hmm. I went and got that and and tested it and sure enough it was it was amniotic fluid and so the thing was we were in the middle of it was this was February, the middle of February and we were in the middle of this weird um not even snowstorm like ice storm nobody could leave their house and get anywhere so um like you know thank god we didn't end up having a transfer to the hospital because I don't, I don't i don't know how that would have happened um there's a there's a um a fire station with the emts and all of that right up the street from us so hopefully they would have been able to get here but my midwife could not get out of her house at that point this was uh, this was probably a little after two in the morning that I've talked to her. And so she was like, I'm a, I'm a go see what I can do like really carefully. But I was like, I don't want you to break your neck, (laughs) you know, trying to, trying to get to me. I wasn't you know, afraid at that point. So she was like, I'm gonna get out there as soon as I possibly can. Um, But just keep me informed. And so I did. um, I was texting her when things would, would change. Um, at that point, it was just my husband and I and the kids at the house. Um, my mom had always been around for the other births, um, ex- except the very first one, and so that was a little different. It, it was it was really just our little family at that point, yeah. Um, which was nice. Um, by this time, my husband was an old pro; like he doesn't freak out about things in general. But he was even more nonchalant about it this time because it's like, yeah, yeah. We've, we've we've been here, done this, you know. So um, <laughs> we we had a birth pool again even though the previous one we also didn't get to use (laughs) but we we still we kept doing it i just ordered the cheaper version this time (laughs) Um, and we had that all set up already and so he just started filling that up um we did run into the issue of the hot water running out faster than we needed to so he was boiling big old crab pots of water um to to get it warmer but but still wasn't freaking out nobody was everything was really calm he had put on some some music um from his phone or a a little portable speaker thingy and we were just we were just kind of waiting we were going with it um the contraction started a little bit after I first talked to my midwife um and they were probably about like five-ish minutes apart in the beginning but they picked up pretty quick um Mm -hmm. and so I knew this was going to be probably just as fast as the last one which was which was just under two hours if not you know way faster um the only annoying part of this labor was it's always sitting on the toilet for me like some women love to labor on the toilet or maybe it's just that it feels like it's progressing things for them because of that that familiar position that you're Mm -hmm. in when you're pushing something out but it always that that always is when things feel most intense for me so i had to you know i would just use the bathroom when i needed to and then hurry up and get off (laughs) but i remember thinking this this position is just not cool for me Um, And so I was laboring on the on the birth ball for a while, um, just doing my little circles and my figure eights. Um, I remember the from the video that for a good while I was just kind of sitting there and and dancing on the ball um, while my husband was filling up the tub. But other than that, it was nothing. It was very much uh, familiar to me. My body Mm -hmm. felt, yes, we've done this. There's nothing, you know crazy going on here everything's well you know everything is good baby's doing what what he or she i didn't know what it was it's supposed to be doing and so um things picked up pretty quickly and i was like okay i gotta get in the water i don't know (laughs) if the temperature is right right now but it feels good (laughs) to my fingers i gotta i gotta get in the water um and i remember just hanging on the um kind of putting my arms over the side of the tub and lifting my feet behind me and Mm -hmm. Coming to find out later, after I did my doula training, that that's that's an actual like trick called the Walters position um, mm-hmm. for opening up certain part of the pelvis. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but that just felt so good. I mean, it partly felt like I was flying in in the water because um, I'm so short. My feet, I mean, I could really stretch my legs all the way out, um, and so to just have my belly completely submerged and really feel so buoyant in the mm-hmm. middle of probably transition at that point that was just great and i wasn't able to really vocalize all of that but in my head i'm thinking this is really cool you know <laughs> while i'm making all these strange noises on the outside so um so that part that part was fun and i and i remember feeling like um after that okay you should just take your finger and you should check and you should see what this baby's doing that's the first time i had an inclination to actually give myself a vaginal exam so mm-hmm. to speak um and, um, I remember just being on my knees in the tub and, and just checking and I could barely get my finger in there before I hit her head. Um, and I was like, okay, babe, this, <laughs> this is about to happen pretty quickly. Um, again, aside from my very first child, all the other labors, I did not push. They were involuntary. My body was just like, we're ejecting the baby. Uh, so I just kind of had to go with the flow. And um, I remember calling my husband out of the kitchen at that point and saying, "Okay, you need to strip and get in here because uh, this baby's coming." <laughs> so um, I ended up just putting, kind of doing a Captain Morgan in the tub and putting one leg up, putting one sort of one knee up, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of keeping my hand down there so I could feel as her as she was crowning, and, I, and she just sort of came on out. Like I said, I don't I don't remember consciously pushing, you know, Mm -hmm. my, I just kind of went with my, when my body started doing it, I would bear down and she was out so fast. (laughs) She she was just out so fast. And he picked her up. He helped me scoop her up and put her right on my chest and handed me the towel. Um, and then we, we pretty quickly got out of the water. And then, uh, he, my husband had a a nice big old, like overstuffed chair set up for me with towels and, and blankets on there. So just in case there was, some fluids and things you know we weren't staining anything so
0: yeah
1: um, i curled up over there and and he put the quilt over me and we put a little hat on the baby's head and just kind of waited until started feeling some more contractions um to get the placenta out but she was just chilling like she we i i pretty much immediately checked to see is this a girl or a boy because <laughs> by that point i was like this really needs to be our girl <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor kids again. Um. So, yeah, we were both really overjoyed and excited to find out that it was really our girl. And mm-hmm. my husband had chosen her name within the first year that we got married. She was the, fir- the first name, I think, that, that anybody picked out. Um, the Most of the boys, two of the boys, I didn't come up with their name until after they were born. Two Two weeks after they were born, I came up with their name. But he named her almost 16 years ago and so yeah. when i checked <laughs> looked between her little legs and saw a over, i was like it's a deal <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he and i were both pretty pretty happy about that um but like i said she looked great she was pink you know she wasn't any kind of strange color um mm-hmm. she wasn't crying a lot but she was vocalizing um you know we could tell she was she was breathing and everything, everything was just perfect. So we just kind of bundled up and hung out until I started feeling um, contractions again. My midwife still had not made it because the weather was still that bad. Um, she had sent over an RN that she works with, who's a little closer to me. So she got there probably like thirty minutes after the baby came. Okay, um, and checked us out, and you know, and everything was great. And then my midwife probably made it about an hour, maybe an hour to an hour and a half after the baby was born. Okay. Um, probably an hour I think something like that um, she was just like everything's great like I'm so excited about how how great this went and how you guys right. this just did so well and how she's just so beautiful and it's just it's great so um and then I think my parents made it over a few hours later. They kind of had to wait till the sun came up and things started to, to thaw. Cause I was like, yeah, I don't need any of y'all breaking your hip. Okay. So just, yeah, we'll we we'll save time and, you know, we <laughs> hang out, whatever, so you can see her. But, but yeah, so they came over with things warmed up a little bit. Um, but yeah, my, my, the other detail was my, Two oldest sons. Um, one of them heard me <laughs> vocalizing downstairs, so he kind of crept down the stairs like, uh, "Is mom having a baby?" <laughs> so my husband told him to go get his other brother and, and come on down. And so they kind of camped out on the on the living room couch and just sort of watched, you know, yeah. everything happen. Um, and then my my baby boy at that point he just he slept on through. They tried to wake him up, but he was like, "Not getting up." So he came on down and met her. Um, after she was born, um, yeah. you know, but they all were just in love at first sight, you know, with a yeah.
0: little sister. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. Um, I'm wondering, because you said your first birth was 17 hours, and mm-hmm. then how quickly your next round of children come in, then your, your daughter being two hours. Is there something, you know, mentally that that like played a role, like thinking about how your births would go like how did you how am I trying to say this just how, how did that work for you like with your pregnancies and thinking about your birth and you were like okay I had such a long first birth and then going from that to all of my children are like are now coming really quickly yeah
1: yeah um, I I think by that point, well, by the time I was pregnant with my second one um, and being not a doula yet, but very, you know, had some doula tendencies already and very Mm -hmm. birth nerdy at that point. So I, I, you know, read enough and talked to enough people to know that that happens sometimes where you can start with a really long one and then kind of get shorter and shorter as as babies come on. I didn't expect it to be that short, even the three and a half hour one kind of blew my mind. Um, But i knew that was a possibility um mm-hmm. and i think like with the like i said the hypno babies really um i feel like bradley really helped with the knowledge the head stuff um and hypno babies really helped with um sort of the mental in the heart and really trusting the process um not necessarily about anything tangible but just about being in a peaceful, um, calm state of mind, where you're expecting positive things, and, and you're expecting that even if things don't happen the way you plan them, you'll be able to to deal with it and work with it. Um, so I think that sort of more relaxed mindset about it mm-hmm. uh, may have had something to do with how easily and quickly things happened in the you know in the subsequent birth. Um, but I had also been. Um, Sort of gradually learning more about how to take care of myself better, eating better. Um, so I had changed from the time I was first pregnant with my oldest to now, my diets changed drastically. Um, it was gradual over over those ten years, but it's but from then to now, it's really different. Um, and you know, I was I started doing things like yoga. Um, I I'd started I I'd discovered the wonders of chiropractic
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my third birth, my third pregnancy. Um, and so I started going regularly to a chiropractor um, while I was pregnant with my third son and then with my daughter. And so I think that really, that, that could have accounted for how fast those two were. They were probably, I think my son was an hour and 55 minutes and my daughter was an hour and 45. Um, so just knowing, just being able to make sure things were in alignment um, helped a lot, I think. Right. Now, Kim, considering that now you have four children after your baby girl was born, can you briefly kind of describe how that postpartum period was for you? It was pretty similar each time. I have um, I have some pretty awesome family, so um, and I get along with my in laws. <laughs> so, um, between my sister, my mom, my sister in law, my mother in law, um, my aunties in law. Um, we pretty much had somebody, at least for those first few weeks, you know, coming in and out, hanging out. Um, So we were fed and I wasn't having to worry about cleaning and cooking and all of that stuff or even entertaining the older kids. Um, And I think by the time with with my second son, I tried a, a lot to sort of make my oldest feel like he was a part of the whole process and that I needed him, you know, that I needed his help with a lot of things. He was he's just the type of kid that wants to feel helpful. Um, mm-hmm. He likes that praise from, from being helpful. So I gave him jobs, you know, with the with the, my second son. Um, and so it was never really a problem. me figuring out how to balance the two of them in the beginning. Anyway, wow. it's a newborn. It's not going anywhere. You're not chasing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little it's a little different than when you have um, multiple little ones that are running around but i still found ways each time with each subsequent kid to give the older ones some jobs and responsibilities in relation to the baby or in helping me so they felt like okay you know we're part of this process Yeah, there's this new little person here but mommy's not ignoring me daddy's not ignoring me you know they felt really incorporated into to the process so that made things a lot a lot easier for me and i didn't really have to deal with any jealousy you know from the older kids when it came to the um to the babies so um I think that was really helpful my midwives had always communicated to to me to my husband you know she needs to do nothing for two weeks so you know and we communicated that to the rest of the family so I had I had a good bit of support after that baby wearing saved my life I don't think Mm -hmm. if I hadn't discovered baby wearing with the first kid I don't know if I would have had any more kids (laughs) (laughs) Like what do you? You did not yes. do anything. Like you really yeah. not think these little toddler people. Um, even now, like my, she's two and a half now. Um, my daughter, and um, and she's chunky, chunky. She's almost thirty five pounds. So I don't, I don't wear her that much anymore, except when we're out and about in the street sometimes. But I remember with her being a little younger and with a couple of her brothers, just every time I would get up to try to do something, be productive. Here they come. They're underfoot. They're hanging on my leg, you know, all that kind And I'm just like, you really don't want me to do anything. Like, they need muck, you know, mommy muck, you know, <laughs> I get up to cook and they need muck. And I'm just like, you don't need muck, but you know what? I'm going to put you in this ergo. Yep. And we're going to get this dinner cooked, you know. And so I got through life with little littles in that way, you know, being able to strap one on my back um and get some things done that it was just a lifesaver absolute lifesaver and being able to move around in the world outside of my home
0: Mm -hmm. would not have
1: happened if i had to have big old strollers for everybody you know what i mean so being able to carry you know newborn through toddler has been an absolute lifesaver especially with these four you know so now i'm an old pro I'll, i'll take all of them to the grocery store and people come up to me and and they're like I don't know how you do this. They're so well and There's four of them, you know? And I'm just like, I'm so used to it now. It's not even, you know, not even a thought. So,
0: yeah. Yes, yes. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners, resources, advice, anything else from your birth or postpartum that you think is valuable that they take away?
1: Um, just that people, that, that, that birthing people, that partners... Um, do what you need to do to be able to trust the process and, and, um, not freak out about any aspect of it, not let fear, um, kind of dictate your decision-making, your choices. Um, hire a doula, (laughs) (laughs) definitely hire a doula. Um, by the time I really realized the value of that, I, um, I was at the point where I had had one almost and one. Unassist, completely unassisted birth and so it was, I couldn't get one at that point who would be able to, to get to me and not be in a, a sticky situation herself if the midwife wasn't there, you know and then you gotta do that whole, well, can I catch the baby can I not, you know, so but it, it ended up being, being okay for me And but if you can get yourself a doula get yourself a doula because that support, you know, that, that help with, um, with education, with resources and just with, you know somebody to tell you you can do this. Like, this is, this is not like you in Hollywood, you know, this is your birth. This is your body. Um, you don't need somebody to tell you, you know, how to do you, your body. know. you know, if you trust it, you know, you really do know. And and that's not to say that it's never going to be a situation that's not perfect and that you don't need intervention that you don't help. But you know, that's, that's the point of, um, of understanding what the natural, normal process is, and then right. being able to tell when something's off, and then you need to make a different, you know, a different choice for your well-being and that of your baby. Right. But, um, but that that trusting the process and not being afraid of it is huge, in my opinion. Yep.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so so much for for sharing your stories today um, and giving us a little a peek into your world and. Power to all of those with more than one child. Yeah. One child, but you know, you out here, you got, it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you got this. Thank you, so OG. Much for- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. it was,
0: it's
1: great. I love talking about
0: birth. So. I- Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, go to lgdoula.com.